Hi, this is Heather Bonham, and you're listening to the Midlife Best Podcast, and this is episode 078. Now, this week, episode 78 is a bonus episode, and I'll explain that in a minute. But before we get started, I just want to remind you that you can always contact me at heather at midlifebest.com. I also have the Midlife Best Facebook page, the Midlife Best YouTube channel, so I'm just all over the place right now. Um... I guess I get bored easily and I need to find more things for me to do. And so (laughs) I'm expanding with where you can find my content. So this week's episode, I am publishing on a Tuesday and I will still publish my regular episode tomorrow on Wednesday. So what's happening is I'm in the middle of the Midlife Best Book Club. That happens live on Facebook on Sunday evenings as I'm saying this, it's um, the beginning of October 2019, and we started September 22nd. So we've had two sessions, and we'll have two or three more. We are studying the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Now, I found a program called repurpose.io, and I'm still using the free trial. But what I found is a way to take the audio from my Facebook Live and repurpose it into content for other forms. And so that's how I'm getting the Facebook Lives that I save onto my Facebook page um, so people can view them as a replay. But also, I'm getting that audio through this nifty little program and putting it up as my weekly podcast for the duration of the book club and also on YouTube. But there are some other things that I want to talk about and bring you. And because the book club sessions are running pretty long, I didn't want to tack on a bunch to one of those episodes. And so here we are with a bonus episode this week. So what's going on with the study of the big leap, even though I have already listened to this book as an audio, and even though I've already gone through the book lightly or partially in, um, on, in the paperback form, now I'm going through it super deep. And it's been, I want to say two years, but it might be three since I very first listened to the audio. And I've revisited part of the audio again, Um, more than once as well. So now I'm doing this super deep, deep, deep study of the book, highlighting or underlining, uh, marking in the book, making notes to myself, making a study guide, which is available. uh, It's available on the Facebook page, but under menu, because that's the only way I can attach a PDF. So it's as if I were a restaurant and had a menu um, on the Midlife Best page. That's where you can find the study notes. But anyway, so now I'm really, really, really diving into this book. And every time you study and revisit a book, you learn more and you think about it more and think about it differently. Because every time we study something, we take our own knowledge up to that point, our own experience up to that point. But when time goes by, we learn more and we, uh, you know, have had additional experiences. Then when we revisit a book, it has a little bit different meaning or it resonates a little bit differently. And so that's what's happening with me with this book, The Big Leap. And one of the things that's really hitting me right now is that I already know a lot about my zone of genius. Um, I keep taking classes and courses and studying and reading books to figure out what 
I should be doing or how I should be spending my time. But the truth is that I already have the majority, I would say, of those answers. And I think so do you. And so I think that a lot of what holds us back is just fear of acknowledging where where we really are talented and where we're skilled and where we're blessed. And I don't know if that's because we're afraid that people are going to think, uh, I guess, that we're arrogant or that maybe we're too ambitious. Um, but I also, you know, as my as my faith is always kind of growing and changing and not changing in terms of my religious beliefs, but you know, just my faith in, in believing that God created all of us with talents and for purpose. And so as that's maturing, I, and I think it always does throughout life, I'm realizing that for one thing, and, and this is just my perspective, but I think there are a lot of people who are really working in their zone of competence and maybe excellence, but not their zone of genius. And I see so many people who are counting down the days to retirement or just not really happy with what they're doing. And I wonder why. And is it because they always wanted to do something else and they were afraid to try? Is it because they never knew um, anything else and so they just got stuck in a rut and that just seemed easier you know, maybe it's a combination of different factors. Maybe it's just kind of like, well, we have to raise the kids and we have to pay the bills. And so we'll just do whatever we have to do to get by. But then that, that one or two years turns into 10 years, 20 years. And then here we are at midlife, not really feeling completely fulfilled. And I think that we, for most of us anyway, I I really think we do know what we're good at and we do know what we should be doing. Not always for a job or a paycheck. I know that not everyone who is good at art or music is going to make a ton of money doing that. But I also think there are so many people out there who love those things and always wanted to do those things and for whatever reason didn't pursue them at all. And when they got a big girl or a big boy grown-up job, they just let those things fall away. And we're so busy and believe me, when we had, when our kids were little and we lived really far from family, so we had no help at all. It was, it was the two of us against the world, which is kind of a good thing for a marriage, I think, when you're young uh, in some ways. But in other ways, I mean, it was tremendously hard. I, you know, three kids, two years apart, and my husband would be working his job plus working a lot of side things to make money so that I could stay home, which thankfully I was very blessed to be able to do that for several years. Um, but it was hard. And, and so, you know, at those times I would say, yeah, I want to write. I really want to write someday. But I knew I, I didn't have time. I didn't have energy. I didn't have the mental bandwidth to do that at the time. And, um, you know, he wasn't talking about things that he really wanted to do in the future as much as this is what we need to do to take care of the kids. You know, these are the immediate needs and let's make sure that, and and that should have been the priority and it was the priority. But I think that we also get to this time in the life when maybe we knew all along some of the things that we should have been doing and just didn't do them. And for whatever reason, even if they were really valid reasons, we didn't always pursue what we really wanted to pursue. 
Um, now, I work in an interesting field in terms of education where a lot of people did always want to be teachers. And they'll say, I always wanted to work with kids. I always wanted to be a teacher. And some of those people truly, that is their zone of genius, let me tell you. But a lot of them, it's, it's their zone of competence or excellence. And they're good at what they do. And they love the kids. But it wears them out and drains them. Or maybe their zone of genius really is working with kids. But it's all the other things that are really not their zone of genius or excellence. Or sometimes even competence in terms of discipline and paperwork and that kind of stuff. So um, within a job, you know, it's not just all or nothing. Sometimes we're really good at super, super good at parts of it and not good at other parts or those parts we just don't care for. And then you have to find a balance. So not every job is going to be 100% zone of genius, even if you really are well suited for that job. But I think what I'm talking about today and what I'm really rethinking through reading this book again is those of us who have creative bent, a creative bent. So the writers, the musicians, the artists, the creatives, the people who love fashion, who love style, who love, I mean, whatever that is for you, the the person who loved, you know, the classical piano or something growing up and now works in a bank and completely gave up piano and people do that. And I, I really, you know, for me, I thought when I was young, I would write and I don't know if I thought it would be fiction or nonfiction, but as I get older, I'm much more drawn to writing nonfiction. I love to read fiction, but I really am more of a nonfiction writer. I'm a person who absolutely, I love to read things soak them in, mix them all up in my head, and then kind of spit back out something different and unique with my take on it, which is why I love doing this book club. I am, it's just invigorating to my mind. It really is. And um, so I still consider that a creative pursuit, even though it's not writing fiction or something artistic in that particular way. But I know there are so many people out there who have the need to express and in some way, um, and, and I just want, I guess this episode to kind of be in the middle of those, of those episodes where I'm doing the book club and, and repurposing that content. But just to say that, um, if it's not this book, if you don't need this particular book or you're not, you know, into the study of this particular book, Whatever it is, if you're like me and you, you read a lot of self-help and business development and entrepreneurial kinds of books and you study those people and you, you know, that's the podcast that you listen to or the YouTubes that you watch, find or get back in touch with what it is you already know. You don't need a bunch of gurus, me included. Um, I... I love signing up for online courses, but then I get overwhelmed because I have so much content that I've already purchased in different courses and different groups that I'm in. I can't keep up with it all. I can't keep up with the Facebook groups and, you know, the, the, uh, the calls that a lot of these groups, they'll, they'll do live calls, but they do them during the day. And so I'm at work and I can't catch up. I can't go and watch or listen to all these replays. It's too much content, but I keep buying more content because 
Um, partly because it's just my nature to love learning so much, but partly because I think there's this little piece of me that wants somebody else to say, this is what you should be doing. Yeah, you should definitely be writing or you should definitely be coaching or you should definitely give it all up and just only focus on teaching. Um, I don't want that answer, by the way. That's not the answer. I know that I need these other side projects because that is what suits my personality. And I know that about myself, but that's my whole point is and maybe this episode is only for me, but I don't think so. Um, my whole point is that we already really know deep down. I know that I need to be writing and I know that I need to be working with people and serving people in some way. Um, but I also know that teaching, there was no mistake that I went into teaching. Um, and I'm not saying that all of teaching is my zone of genius. I, I think, I know I'm a good teacher. I, I'm not the best teacher that I work with. I'm not the best teacher in our building in terms of teaching. What I am really, really good at is loving those kids who have a lot of needs. Um, I honestly, if you're a parent and you have a kid with, with special needs of some kind, even if it's you know the, the kid with ADHD who bounces off the walls or can't focus, um, let me tell you, teachers, a lot of us truly, truly do love the kids we work, we work with. And... You know, it is, oh, sorry, I'm outside and I just heard a car. Hopefully that didn't translate onto the podcast. Um, I truly do love those kids and I feel that maybe that's the real zone of genius. That's the real genius and what I do is I, I think and I would hope that those kids know it. My very first year teaching, um, one of the, the only real awards that I've gotten is my school had... They were giving out different certificates to teachers and the kids voted on some of these things. My very first year teaching and I was voted most caring. And that meant a lot to me coming from the kids because I thought, all right, they they do get it. They do they do see, you know, my how I really do feel about them. And of course I get frustrated and of course there are crazy days, but my genius in what I do isn't necessarily writing the best lessons or even being you know, the smartest with the content. I said this on the book club the other day. I, uh, I mostly teach, I teach special education, but within that, I mostly teach science right now. I've taught a lot of different things. I've taught English. I've taught resource room. I've taught science. I've, uh, taught social studies. Um, but now I have one period a day, the last couple years where I co-teach math. That is not my strong subject. I can do seventh grade math. Yes. But in terms of explaining it or finding different ways to approach things, um, you know, that's not my strength. But definitely I can help the kids focus. I can help the kids slow down and approach their problems. I can help the kids um, work well in groups. There's a lot that I can do. But because I have another teacher in there who is very strong in that content, we work together and it's, it's fine. But that would not be my genius. And I know that I know teaching math is not my genius. So I think we all know, deep down, um, at least we have ideas about what our genius is, about what our gifts are, and about what we need to do to really feel fulfilled and happy. And I know that's the whole Maslow hierarchy of needs and that 
you know, we get to this self-actualization thing and it's at the top and that really it's a privilege to even be able to think about, well, what do I want and what makes me happy? Because truly there are people who don't have that privilege, who are worried about the lower things on the hierarchy of needs. And they're really worried about survival and safety and and food and, and the basic needs in life. And I totally understand that. And I totally understand and acknowledge the fact that to be having this kind of a podcast and to be talking to people about really our deepest feelings and our hopes for the future and what we really want out of life. I know, I know that that's a privilege and I don't take that lightly. Um, but we're where we are and we are blooming where we are planted And if we have the privilege to be able to talk about our goals and our dreams and what makes us happy and how we can give um, the best of ourselves and give from a place of abundance, then I think we should do that. And so that's what I wanted to share on this bonus episode of this week. I'm going to go ahead and publish this. Um, I will still have the regular newsletter that comes out on Thursday, so I'll probably just put both podcast links in there but then the next episode that comes out will be episode 79 and that'll be the replay of the second week of the book club so if you still have not started the book a lot of ways you can just go back and watch the replays of the club you can grab the study guide online it's questions it's questions that are thought-provoking that I came up with from from the reading Um, but you can always get the book and you can always get the audiobook and just jump in where you are don't feel like you have to catch up you can skip ahead and go back or whatever works for you so with that I will talk with you again soon have a great week and um, hope this has been helpful because it's been helpful to me just to get my thoughts out all right take care